Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today, where we're going to be talking about a lot of finance news in today's video. We're going to look at the USA to begin with, then we're going to head over to the United Kingdom, and then we're going to end with the Eurozone. Quite a few interesting articles today. So without delay, let's get straight into them and we'll begin with the USA. So we're getting a lot of mixed messages at the moment, and this one is no different. It says a US recession is coming this year, HSBC warns, with Europe to follow in 2024. Now we're going to jump across to Europe at the end of this video, but the key points here, in its mid-year outlook, the British banking giant asset management said recession warnings are flashing red for many economies, while fiscal and monetary policies are out of sync with stock and bond markets. Along with China, HSBC believes India is the main macro growth story in 2023. In fact, India is projected to be one of the biggest economies in the world in the not too distant future. The US will enter a downturn in the fourth quarter, followed by a year of contraction and a European recession in 2024, according to their asset management division. The silver lining is that we expect high inflation to moderate relatively quickly. That will create an opportunity for policymakers to cut rates. Yet, I'm not sure about that. I'll mention that in a second. HSBC Asset Management expects the US Federal Reserve to cut interest rates before the end of 2023. Now, I'm actually not convinced by that at all. I keep hearing a lot about how the Fed is going to cut interest rates between now and the end of the year. But I just don't see that. I see quite the opposite. I still think we're going to see a couple more small rises, so maybe 25 basis points or 0.25% to the base rate. That is what the evidence is suggesting at the moment, even though inflation is coming down quite heavily, but core inflation isn't decreasing at the same sort of rate. So I had to look around to see if there was any other evidence for this, and I found this that's just breaking at the moment, so we haven't got a full article yet. But it says, Powell say more restriction is coming, including possibility of hikes at consecutive meetings. Well, just remember that these meetings don't take place every day or every week. They can be quite spread out. So if they're talking about two more hikes, that means potentially the next two meetings, for example. So that doesn't leave a huge amount of time for these two cuts that it's not just HSBC, a lot of other management companies are talking about these rate cuts and how this is going to stimulate the economy, bringing the rates right back down. But although that's true and that actually cutting these rates will stimulate the economy, you've also got to bear in mind that this inflation that's gone through the economy for quite a while now, although it's slowing down, especially in the USA, that's very different. So what we're talking about is disinflation. That's very different from deflation, which means the prices are coming back down again. So the wages haven't kept pace with the rises, meaning that a lot of people have lost that discretionary spending power. So even if rates are cut, it's not as if people are going to have a whole lot more money again because they're already behind the curve on these wages that haven't kept up with the inflation. So they're still going to have less available spending money than they did before all of this started. 
Another article that's just come out by Reuters is JP Morgan Chase has been fined by the Securities and Exchange Commission after mistakenly, I'm not sure if I believe that, deleting 47 million emails. Now, the reason I don't quite believe it is if you actually look into it properly, it's not as if they were deleted and they could be brought back. No, this was like a hard delete and the data has been completely wiped, which says to me that maybe there was a little bit more behind this because what we've been seeing at the moment is a lot of these US banks have been getting fines and investigations and all sorts of other things. And people often ask me, I see it all the time in the comments or I get questions, why do these banks not learn from these fines they keep getting? So they keep getting these huge fines, they pay the fine and they make the mistake all over again. And the answer is simple. And that is because let's say a bank makes $10 billion or pounds or euros from doing something that might not be legal or by the book, shall we say. But then for this 10 billion that they've made in profit, they get a fine of 10 million or 100 million. Is that really going to discourage them from continuing on with the practice? No, because the, the fine is a tiny fraction of what they actually make as a reward, which then gets paid out as bonuses and you know shareholder profits and everything else. So this is why we keep seeing all these stories at the moment about banks and all of these massive record fines. And these are just the ones that get published. There's others that don't. Now we've also just had this out from Bloomberg. General Mills sinks after forecasting slowdown in the coming year. So their share price has just fallen after they gave annual guidance that suggests price hikes will no longer make up for slowing sales as inflation-weary shoppers cut back on spending. Uh, yeah, and that's just what I was talking about a moment ago, how the inflation has taken away a lot of that spending power. We've just had another one out from MarketWatch. Economists who anticipated bank failures this spring says US recession may be just around the corner. So this is from a man called Steve Blitz, chief US economist at TS Lombard. So he's saying the recession view remains very much intact as banks rein in lending while companies' profits appear to have weakened once again during the quarter ending in June. And we can also see this graph here. This is um, bank lending. And you can see the blue line is small banks and the black line is the large banks. And it's quite interesting that they're at the same sort of level at the moment, which we haven't seen this crossover since around late April, May time of 2022. And we know why we had this drop off here with the small banks, we covered that previously. But it was not just the small banks that you can see here that aren't lending as much. The larger banks now are dropping off. And this is because of all the things we've talked about in previous videos around this banking crisis that hasn't gone away. And again, this is another question I get asked a lot. Is it true then, Neil, that this banking crisis has just dissipated? It doesn't exist anymore. And the answer is absolutely not. The underlying conditions that cause the banks to fail, and that's where we saw some failures in the US, is still prevalent. And those conditions still exist, those problems still exist. Yes, the FDIC helped out a little bit, the Fed helped out a little bit, but the bottom line is the FDIC still doesn't have the funds needed to actually prop up more banks if they were to fail. They really got lucky, is what I would say, that more banks didn't fall over. 
because the underlying assets that have caused a lot of these issues are still down in value. It's not as if they have recovered and therefore helped the bank with its liquidity aspects. It hasn't. Bank deposits are extremely low right now and this is causing all sorts of issues for the bank as well as their profitability is extremely low at the moment, which is why it doesn't surprise me and won't surprise me if we saw more dodgy stuff going on with the banks and more fines and more activities of this nature in order for them to continue to be profitable. We also have this from the US Treasury Department. The data actually shows corporate tax receipts are down 12% to date in 2023 through to June 16th. Lower tax payments means lower profits and weaker profits will likely lead to more layoffs and the slowdown in wage growth which could compound the impact from slowing credit creation and the flurry of t-bill issuance lower corporate earnings are a key indicator pointing to a lower personal income and employment sooner rather than later we also have this announcement from ford at the moment they're going to be cutting jobs in the US and Canada. So earlier this year, the automaker announced it was beginning a 3,800 person reduction in its European workforce. So now we also have a reduction in the US workforce as well. We've also had tons of information out today about Biden's economic policies and how uh, all of his policies have helped to strengthen the US economy and build this huge level of growth. So what were some of his claims then? He said the US has the highest economic growth and the lowest level of inflation. And he said this is a direct result of Bidenomics. Well, actually, that's not quite accurate. Most of this is not from what he's been doing because actually his Inflation Reduction Act was an Inflation Explosion Act because when you create new currency, that expands inflation. So a lot of this was from the Federal Reserve as well as some of the inflation just coming out of the economy naturally. Because remember, there's a difference between inflation, disinflation and deflation. I think this is just, you know, him putting out all of his spin so that he can get reelected later on. But the truth of the matter is that he didn't create, you know, tens of millions of jobs. These jobs just came back into the workplace after all the lockdown periods. He didn't reduce inflation. The, the inflation would have reduced naturally anyway because it didn't get entrenched like say the UK and some of the other countries and remember that the inflation has gone up and up and up meaning the prices have gone up but they haven't come back down you see if he was to take credit for deflation then that's a different thing you know if prices went up and then they came back down again okay I can see him taking credit for that but that isn't what's happened prices have gone up like this and they've stayed up there in fact prices are still increasing just at a lower rate than they were before over the last year, Americans have seen a 4.9% rise in consumer prices. It's a level that remains significantly above the 2% target, but it is indeed outperforming the rate in Europe and elsewhere. But that's not really saying too much considering the rates elsewhere. UBS is also to slash half of Credit Suisse workforce as bank layoff tsunami worsens. So again, UBS Credit Suisse firing a huge amount of 
staff at present. So what are they talking about here? Well, they're saying that they could reduce the headcount by 35,000 people. That is a lot of banking jobs. Over to the UK now then, and we have Boots Pharmacy to close 300 outlets over the next year. Talk about an accelerated closure plan. Now, one thing I, I thought was quite interesting about this story, if you think about 300 branches closing, that is a lot of staff, but they are saying that all of the staff can move to other branches. How exactly that's going to work, I'm not too sure. Does that mean they don't have enough staff at other branches? Are they going to become less profitable at these other branches because they're going to overstaff? And Bloomberg leads with this article. House price cuts point to start of downturn, Zoopla says. More buyers get a discount as they grapple with mortgage costs. Research by Zoopla suggests prices will fall 5% this year. This is very interesting, this stat. About 15% of sellers accepted at least 10% of the initial asking price with discounting at its most widespread since 2018. Values are expected to decline as much as 5% over the course of the year. The Bank of England last week made its 13th straight interest rate increase in a bid to reduce inflation, a move that's heaping pressure on borrowers and potentially pushing the UK into recession this year. The average two-year fixed-rate mortgage was now 6.26% on Tuesday, so it has gone up even more. But we have had some good news out of this from the meeting, the government meeting around houses. UK banks agreed to a 12-month delay on home repossessions. Now, they wouldn't have had this big meeting unless that was on the cards and that the politicians expect and the Bank of England these rate rises to push people into difficulties paying their mortgage. A deal with Treasury comes as interest rates forecast to peak at 6.25% and house prices to fall by 10%. UK banks have agreed to wait at least 12 months before repossessing the homes of borrowers who fall behind on payments as Britain grapples with a looming mortgage crisis. So what they're saying is that this crisis isn't here yet, but will be coming towards the end of this year. There's also a commitment to allow borrowers temporarily to lengthen their mortgage terms without affecting their credit rating. So similar to what we saw during the lockdown periods. So we've just had this new forecast from Pantheon that will see house prices fall by 10 percent from peak to trough and they think that's going to happen by the beginning of 2024. Another thing that you can do if you are in the UK is you can change your mortgage to an interest only contract and you could therefore return to your original mortgage deal within six months without affecting your credit score. So there has been some positives that have come out from this meeting which is nice for a change to actually get some good news. If you are in this predicament where you're a little bit worried about the new rate because your mortgage is about to expire the rate that you've been on or the term is about to expire. So this is some good news for you, although it's not ideal. I know if you're about to get whacked with this new mortgage payment and I know for some people it's over a thousand pounds increase from what you were on before. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I just don't see how a lot of people 
are going to be able to afford an increase like that. Even five, six, seven hundred pounds, the sort of average prices here. If you look at the statistics of British people, the average British household doesn't have a spare six, seven hundred pounds, a thousand pounds. So it's quite obvious that there will be some debt being added on here. And I think probably what will happen is some people will get into such heavy levels of debt, even with the interest only payments, that I think what could potentially happen is another deal later on where there's a new agreement and the banks allow you to add that capital and then to revalue the mortgage. That could be something that we see as well, especially if some of you have got quite a lot of equity built up in your homes. Over to Europe then, and the IMF is blaming greedflation for inflation. The IMF is saying it's actually corporate profits and not labor costs driving inflation higher in the euro area. So here's what they had to say. Rising corporate profits account for almost half the increase in Europe's inflation over the past two years as companies increase prices by more than spiking costs of imported energy, which is different from what they said previously. So they're now saying that profits account for 45% of price rises since the start of 2022, compared to 40% from import costs and 25% from labor. So here is the chart that they have put out then. So you can see here, the red bar is the profits that they are saying. I mean, they're talking about price gouging here, although they're not using that word. But another interesting thing is they're saying they wouldn't even mind if workers get pay rises, as long as the companies react by not increasing their prices further. Well, that makes no sense. Of course, the company's gonna increase the price if the wages have to go up, it's pretty obvious. All right, well, that is your finance update complete for today. That is you up to date on the US, UK, and a little bit of the Eurozone. Thanks so much for watching. Take care, God bless. I'll see you again tomorrow.